from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week we're talking about the gross reaction to the whole Kim Kardashian Mm. robbery thing. Apparently there's a limit to empathy. Apparently. Who knew? Twitter knew. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Twitter taught that lesson, loud and clear. We're also going to wax nostalgic on online messaging of your dialing up and meeting strangers off the internet. <laughs> I did it. Nice. <laughs> You'll say that. You did it. <laughs> We're also wondering why certain things that we first hate, we come to love. Is it because of peer pressure? Is it because we hear it a lot? Jameter's going to break it down. Yeah, none of us are really in control. Yep. And more. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Etc. <cetera. laughs> Etc. So let's get the like sad bummer thing out oh, of the way. Do we have to? This is so depressing. Like n- nobody wins out of this. Mm. But please set it up. Okay. So unless you've been living without internet access or without a data plan or which we shouldn't magazines. mock because many people do happily. Yeah. yeah. I think many people are choosing to this year because yeah. there's a lot going on. Right. Find a rock, get under yeah. it, that's what I say. As Kylie Jenner says. I feel like this year is really about, like, the year of just realizing stuff. And everyone around me, we're all just, like, realizing things. 2016, looking good. Everyone made fun of her for saying that in, like, January. And now everyone's tweeting that gif and being like, Kylie knew I know. how bad this year would be. We were realizing too much. Prophetic. Too much. I, just, I don't know if I want to live in a world where, where Kylie Jenner is referred to as prophetic. <laughs> She is Nostrad- Nostradamus. Oh, okay. er, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, if you haven't heard, armed men posing as police officers broke into an apartment in Paris, held Kim Kardashian at gunpoint, tied her up, stole her jewelry, and once I found out that she was okay, I immediately thought the internet is going to be the messiest garbage dump fire you've ever seen. You know, I had held out hope because I was like, that you people know what? are good at heart. Because no. you know, I'm not a fan of her, so I was like, if I have empathy and i'm like that sucks uh-huh. then i was like okay everyone everyone not everyone <laughs> <laughs> some, now who's prophetic <laughs> yes some people found it hilarious some people <sighs> say she deserved it and some went as far as wishing the robbers had raped or killed mm. her oh my god these are real things i have some tweets okay i'm not gonna say their names but guess what they're all men Surprise. oh oh that's that's really surprising <laughs> sorry no wait it's not revolutionary mm. Kim Kardashian robbed at gunpoint in Paris. Finally, some good news on a Monday. (sighs) Whoever robbed Kim Kardashian did well, but they should have gone all the way and killed her. Hashtag it's good, but it's not quite murder. They should have just raped Kim Kardashian when they had the chance. LOL. This one is directly to Kim in her mentions. They add it. They add it. Glad you were robbed. You deserved it, and hopefully it'll happen again in the future. Cracking up emojis. What a slutty. See you next Tuesday. Oh, Mm. my gosh. And then the simple, they should have raped Kim Kardashian. So there's so many more where these are there. Are there like Twitter photos? I was going to say, are these eggs eggs talking? No, no eggs. They're like real men. I would contest real men personally. Asterisk? 
my god! I mean, anonymity is one thing I can understand. I was talking about YouTube comments with someone today, and how they used to just be absolutely foul because they were anonymous, and now they're slightly less foul because you can't have pure anonymity in right. your username anymore. But I just can't make the imaginative leap with this kind of stuff to think. Who does that? Who goes online and posts these things and uses their real name? That uh, I cannot fathom. You, you probably sit in a cubicle next to this person. You don't know. Yes, what's probably going do. On. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Jamidra. <laughs> Sorry, here she goes you. again. I knew you hated Kim, but I didn't realize <laughs> the depths of your depravity. I just wonder, like, what you? Because here's here is the thing: when you really break it down, break down. Mm-hmm. You don't know this woman, not at all, and she doesn't know you. You're acting like she repoed your car last week. You do not know one another. And if you don't want to be exposed to her, you can do a few things to avoid that. You can, like, not watch her on television. Keep That's on scrolling. So you cannot, well, you know, follow her on social. Like, you can't do anything about the Us Weekly magazines, but you don't have to read them. Like, what no. is going on? The people who are the most vocal are the ones who claim, I've never seen an episode of her show, never read anything exactly. about her family. All lies. I know nothing, yet I can write a dissertation or wish her death or whatever. They're it's the like, kind of people. What? that will leave the first comment on a post about Kim Kardashian saying, who is this? Who's who this? is this woman? Who is this woman who? who is on TV each week and ruining my life because on the last episode... <laughs> <laughs> I refer you to season six, episode two, madam. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know the one. <laughs> so some people were defending her, thankfully, but a lot of people were defending her by like qualifying. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you guys have to remember, she's a mom. She's a wife. And it's like, mm. well, what if she wasn't? Like, what if this was Chloe, her sister who's not married and doesn't have kids? Would it then be okay to be this awful to her? Relegating someone's importance mm. with who they associate with or who they gave birth to is very strange. It's like, guys, 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 remember who this woman is in relation to the men in her life. Please. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I think that was people's way of trying to, like, humanize her. Because I think that people mm. don't see her as humans. So they were yeah. like, well, she's a mom. We all know a mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have she's a mom. A wife. Wow, I have a mom. She, you, we all know someone who's married. It's just like, I think it's further proof that they don't see her as human. Yeah. She's mm. just sort of like this... Thing that belongs to, and I think spinning off your point that you know people don't know this woman. Why are they being quite so spiteful? I think that's the point. I think it's because they don't. So why and do you care? Why we just make these bizarre leaps into like hatred for public figures that we would never express in our daily mm-hmm. personal lives. Like we would never treat real people like this. And I'm not quite sure why that is. It's whether like you feel like there's like some kind of scrim between you and the celebrity world and the celebrity world is not quite real. I know that um, Chrissy Teigen touched on this basically saying about how, you know, you would laugh over memes of our dead bodies. You, mm-hmm. you think that, you know, celebrities have it all easy and they do in many respects, but there's still a line. You made a good point. We were talking before, you know, because we talk even when we're not. We're friends. Uh, You were making a good point about, like, are celebrities sort of like the target for all of our misplaced aggressions that are no longer acceptable in in larger society? I firmly believe this, honestly. People are like, you can't say that. That's racist. You can't say that either. That's sexist. And people are being called out. And so now they need a new sort of target. So they hide behind the egg or... I do think you get this refrain from people, usually of a certain age, I will say, and I'm not trying to be ageist by saying that, but you hear this a lot from people saying, oh, you can't say anything these days. You really can't say anything these days. And what people mean is, I can't be racist or sexist. I can't say anything Because people will hear. Those were the good old days. Exactly, when I could say anything I wanted. And I do think that there is this prevailing wind of people feeling that somehow their kind of expression is being stifled or something. And I seriously believe that when you feel like you can't express something in your personal IRL, Mm -hmm. you 
kind of do this weird projection thing where you seek out this safe figure. And I think the safe figure is, in this case, Kim Kardashian. That's true because, if, like, if you can't stand Barbara at the office, okay? <laughs> hey, Barbara, Barb. leave Bob out of this. <laughs> and Justice then, for Bob. Then Barbara comes in and she's like, I got robbed last night. She's not like, I'm glad they robbed Barbara. <laughs> Glad they, they robbed your ass. No, you wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> yeah, and I think that because Kim is a woman, that has a lot to do with how she's being treated and how she's been treated the whole time. The fact that she's famous because she's playing into our culture's obsession with objectifying women, she's gaming the system, and we can't allow that. Mm-hmm. And she owns her sexuality. How dare she? And she's comfortable in her body. Put it away. You're a mom and whatever. And also this talk of, oh, she's a mother, or she could be your sister, like, I get that sometimes it's coming from a well-meaning place, but we hear the same things mm. about rape for any woman, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, she could be your sister. You yeah. shouldn't catcall women or you shouldn't rape women. And it's like, do you really need that primer? Uh, They're yeah. human beings. And I see a very disturbing analogy in people saying, well, she shouldn't have flaunted her jewels. Oh, mm-hmm. not even It's a hop, skip, and a jump from that, that to skirts. that skirt was very short, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. what was she doing in that dark or alleyway? spaghetti strings trapped She in was high drinking. School. Dress yeah. coat, yeah, all of that. And people are literally have said she was asking for it. And like that's such a loaded phrase. Mm. I and, see you, Wendy Williams. Mm. We use asking for it in relation to certain crimes. That's yeah. all I'll say. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing has just made all three of us, I think, think about the limit of empathy in terms of celebrities. And we don't see them as human beings, mm-hmm. especially if they're women. It's just real sad. I just mm. I have to say that I am the real loss the real sad situation oh in, this, I'm nervous. in this instance is the fact that I have been put in a position mm-hmm. to defend Kim Kardashian. Here you are. That I am the true yes. victim <laughs> in all of this. Won't somebody think of the Jamidras of the world? Yeah, I've heard you be so kind to you, Kim Kardashian this week. All up and down these halls. Defending her against people. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I know there's this temptation to feel like things are getting worse all the time. And I think that's a very dangerous tendency, especially in 2016, that I don't want to particularly go too much into, to Uh. think that countries are perhaps worse than they've ever been. I know, Mm. and that we need to be... They should be better. (laughs) Once more? Indeed. But I do feel like we're just getting caught up in this whirlwind, with Twitter in particular, I will say that, of expression of like pure hatred particularly against female celebrities particularly against young female celebrities i've seen this a lot this summer with taylor swift a woman for whom mm. i have no lost love you know that but the the anger and the outrage directed at someone who's really quite inoffensive and has not murdered anyone is is outrageous. It was interesting for a previous segment I was researching, I think we were talking about problematic celebrities and I was researching how the media covered, uh, of all people, Sean Penn and Madonna's marriage mm. back oh. in the day, which was, uh, by all accounts, very violent yeah. um, in a one-sided way. And I was so shocked by the media coverage being really gleeful and quite mocking, not only of uh, his temper, but of the fact that a woman may have been like savagely beaten in this situation. And so maybe things haven't changed after all, is what I'm trying to express. What do they say? Energy doesn't die. It just went somewhere else. It's all on Twitter now. There you go. Hmm. So I just want to log off of this conversation (laughs) because it's just so sad. Control, alt, delete your life. (laughs) If you want to read more thoughts about this whole thing... You can head on over to kqd.org slash pop. There's an essay that I wrote called You Don't Have to Like Kim Kardashian, But At Least Respect Her Humanity. Please do. Mm. Guys, she's a wife and mother. Mm. Come on. Come on. She's Kanye's wife. She's the mother of a male child. Yeah. 
Shouldn't that count for something? Oh I think gosh. you overlooked that fact. <laughs> He's male, guys. She gave birth to another male. Defend her. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Realizing things all the time. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Kylie. So every now and then, we like to bow our heads to something that's passed in our culture. This segment's called In Memoriam. So this week, we're bowing our heads to mm. online messaging, oh, AIM, happy MSN, memories. whatever. So my question to you is... Mm-hmm. What is your fondest memory? And did you ever meet anyone who you were in love with? Because we all fell in love on <laughs> instant messaging. Oh. <laughs> and did you ever meet these people, etc.? Well, I'll set the scene for you. I used to uh, get the bus from my village to my high school, have a hard day at the high school coalface. Oh, man. Hard come day. back on the bus and think, God, I can't wait not to talk to anyone else for the rest of the evening. Get back through the door, put my bag down, get changed out of my school uniform and get onto MSN Messenger and just spend <laughs> all night there talking to the same people, but in different ways. Oh. Oh. Carly during the day at Easingwold High School. Oh. Carly after dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing like, nothing crazy ASL. like that. ASL. But you... <laughs> <laughs> just you just get emboldened as you know a fourteen year old on instant messenger. You really do. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> so I did. I think I was on AOL Messenger. Though, yeah, if I remember because I remember the CDs used to come to the house. Mm. Exactly. Ooh, Free trial, had, thirty yeah. days. Cultural yeah. difference. We had MSN. You had AOL. I had AOL. So I used to be on. Those were coasters for me. I had so many. I was <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> So I had I had two, now that I remember, now that I think of it. There was one guy who was in the military that I never met. Jamidra. 82nd Airborne. Stop. Hey, boo. So I used to talk to him all the time. And he just flew ahead. Yeah, he just said, hey, there you go. Blue hey. angels are in town. Hey. <laughs> so him. And then there was another guy that I did actually meet in person. No. That's really unsafe. Don't I tell me that. Rented. So his name, his screen name was Richie Rich. No. Ew. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Look alike? No. Was it? He was a redhead. Kevin. He was a redhead and freckles. And so he actually came to Oklahoma. Come on. He was from Montana. What? Whoa, whoa. He came here. He came to from Oakland, Montana. From Montana. Did he ride a horse? Ah, uh, I don't know. Oh I didn't God. see him coming. He might have. Jamitra is the Helen of Troy of modern times. <gasps> the, the face, face that, that launched, launched one long road trip. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to move here. And so we met, and like in hindsight now, as like a grown woman, I'm like, that was super unsafe. Wait, move here? How old was this person? So I was, I think I was still in high school. Or I Tell me he was a 35-year-old divorce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, his, okay, so the story was. That he, <laughs> what he was, happened was. So here's the thing. Down, he ended up being really, really sweet. Like, he ended up being really, and we, he and I carried on a friendship for years. Is that code for ugly? No. Okay. He was cute. He had a red head. So he oh, ended up. I'm imagining him like um, the, uh, the, the the nerdy character from The Breakfast Club. That's him. I don't think I've seen The Breakfast Richie Club. Richie Rich. I don't think I've seen The Breakfast Club, so I got to go ahead and I gotta do my research. Oh. But so he, the night that he logged on, he had just broken up with a longtime partner. Red flag. Okay. Yeah. And he Rebound. was a dad. <laughs> he had a son. No. Jamidra. And he and I developed a friendship. He was really upset and depressed that night. So we talked, and then we were like pen pals. 
Mm-hmm. And then he visited. Mm-hmm. He came. We met. He gave me some things. He gave me like a necklace and this like this painting that he got made. You know that like the drawings they do at Fisherman's Wharf when they spell oh, your name no. and like different little. So he gave me one of those that I still have to this day. Really? Yes. No. And you know we the last time we were friends was when, we, when I had MySpace and then once I deleted my MySpace profile we lost touch. But if he reached out to me, he emailed me, I would totally talk back to him. So you're saying it wasn't true love? The minute uh, MySpace yeah, went. No. Well, mm, yeah. I guess not. Yikes. Richie, rich. But if you're he out was there. so sweet. He's he's such a like. And then uh, then we ended up like getting in touch with each other years later. No, he's now a pilot. And what, he's what is it with you, men of the high and, air? And he's very happy. It's, it was it was a, it's a happy story. I could have met a nut job, but he was not. Yeah, you could have done. You could have yeah. still wow. be in his trunk. I, exactly. That's terrifying. And my mom is pissed off about it now. But <laughs> so Richie Rich is actually Captain Sully. Yes. Oh. <gasps> I see you. <laughs> we have a link to fame here. Exactly. Not all heroes wear capes. What could have been? You could have been Captain oh. S. Whatever. Yeah. So we don't have enough time to get through all the people I met from the internet. <laughs> oh, shoot. We'll just go through some highlights. I went on a date with one guy and we went to see The Exorcism of Emily, Emily Rose. Rose. Circa 2005. Very au courant. Weird date because we just met and then we went in to see this like scary, weird, possessed. So you guys didn't thing. even talk before. Like you just talked. We didn't really talk. And, yeah. We talked after. But, well, hang on mm. a minute. This is like dating one hundred and one. Like you go and see a scary movie. That's what you can do. Oh, it's then good. You can, like yeah, because then you can grab at their hands. Uh, You're like, oh, this you is good. Did you guys snuggle up together? Yeah. Not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Was he cute? No. Okay. Anyway. Wait, are either of you Catholic? (laughs) Because in that case, going to see an exorcism movie is actually just super dark. Yeah. I went to Catholic school for a little bit, so Mm. maybe that's what it was. My first boyfriend ever, Mm. I met on LiveJournal. Aww. He would read my bad poetry. I would read his. (laughs) And then, stop listening, sister and mom who listened to this podcast, he came and lived at my family's house. While everyone was away in Greece, except for my dad. And he lived there for one month. So wait a minute. So did your dad know about him? He almost found out once. It was a close call. Hang on. A man came to live (laughs) in your house for a month. And your family still don't know that this took place. Correct. Wahlberger. Wow. This is, we were living, we have Wahlberger Well, no, no, it's Stranger Things. You had Eleven in your house. (laughs) You were feeding her egos. I was. Oh, my. Yeah, and we were watching Whoa. Felicity reruns. Okay, so no, bit. no, no, we got to back this up. Yeah, where did he so sleep? where was he sleeping? <laughs> I like it. We're go? focusing on that. Where did he go when people were came home? Like, did nobody you... notice that more and toilet no, no. paper was being where used? Where was his house? <laughs> like, was he homeless? He lived in North Carolina. Okay. Oh, that explains it all. They got some pretty repressive laws there. Okay. Exactly. And I lived close to Baltimore. Okay. My dad was the only one in the country, and he's not around a lot, so that's why I got away with it. But going back to you saying Walburga. Earlier in this podcast, somewhere mm. along the line, I had shared a story about a woman who kept her secret lover in the attic while she was married to another dude in the house for a decade. So this is my own private mm-hmm. version of that. Yes. <laughs> He's actually still in my basement. My family's moved out. But He's go- happy down there. Yeah, he really he's is. Fine. I left him at goes. It's fine. Oh, oh, my God. I feel so tame now. I yeah. just used to go onto like American chat rooms and marvel at the time difference. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be like, what time is it with you? The the most salacious thing I ever did was chat with a person who I thought was an, a sailor. I thought he was like a man of the high seas mm-hmm. because his screen name was Old Navy. 
<laughs> and we don't have the store old no. navy in the UK. He just likes khakis. That's all. Yeah, yeah I he likes he having like... a lot of pockets to put things in in his pants. I imagined him very much as a character from Jaws, and no, it just turned out to be a, a boy who just liked old mm. navy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Abercrombie and fetch. and fetch. Yeah. Wow. So we miss that. Mm. We miss being able to log on and talk to strangers and not get murdered when we meet them. I miss the chime of the messaging. Mm. Oh, that that sends a thrill. Talking about like mm-hmm. hearing something and learning to love it. Oh yeah, See, loved it. That was part of the addiction strategy. That's how they got you. They were like, "Let me just go ahead and throw a chime on there." You 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 got mail. 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 Goodbye. So, how confident are you in the choices that you make around music and pop culture content? It depends on the day of the week. Mm, so and my mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the 100 percent emoji. I'm like, oh really? So when you, when I you, know what I like, and that's I it. Like it. So when you see something or hear a song, do you know immediately, or do you like grow into it? I usually, almost always, am like, yes, queen, or no, king, and, and you stick with that. <laughs> mm, I'm, a, I think, but, I'm kind of a grower, but there, so to speak. Oh, okay. Sometimes I'll have that kind of chemical Carly reaction. Severn, instant grower. a grower. <laughs> All capitals. As, Not as, a shower. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I will have that kind of lightning bolt, like, yes, I need this in my life. I need this song right now, right now. Uh-huh. And I, then I listen to it on loop for yeah. like yeah. 50 times, and then which you kills hate it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get obsessive with it after a while. Yes. I like but regularly, a grower. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a therapy session with I two think people. I, like to, here. That's, I think that's how I'm going to think of you from now on, is a grower. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I wish I'd grow. I just want a bit of extra height. Just a tiny Just bit. A bit. Are we still talking about musical taste? <laughs> we are. Sorry. <laughs> so okay, I will. I will explain. Rain us in. What brought this up? So recently, I got the pleasure of previewing um, this little documentary they were going to show called Soundbreaking on PBS. On PBS, basically, it's a documentary about like the music industry, the recording industry, like how music is made, all the greats, all the producers, blah blah blah. And there was a scene in which Questlove talked about the fact that he hated. Dr. Dre's album, The Chronic, the first time he heard it. Wow. Uh-huh. Like, hated it. Hated, hated, hated it. Because uh-huh. he felt like he needed his hip-hop pure. Mm-hmm. He um, thought that the sampling was way too much. And he was like, I can't do it. And so he's since, like, learned to appreciate it. And he's evolved to like it. And now he's like, I see how brilliant it mm. is. So I've had a moment like that that I want to share. Spill. Um, Spill. A little confession. I have been listening to Life of Pablo. Right. Oh, by Sir right. Kanye. By Sir Kanye. And Has I... he finished editing it? Mm. He keeps changing it. <laughs> Right. He keeps changing it. He's a busy guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm re-uploading this song. I changed my mind. It's like, you can't do you can't that. Well, <laughs> clearly he is. So the version that I've listened to now, I don't know if that's like the final version, but it's the version that I've listened to like for this past week on repeat. I love. When I heard it originally, I hated it. I was like, this is ridiculous. It's choppy. It's a little idiotic. And I don't know if I was like, <laughs> this was around the time when he was beefing with uh, everyone. 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 But specifically Amber Rose's ex. I can't remember his name. Wiz Khalifa? Oh, Wiz Khalifa. Yes. Oh, that was ugly. That it was business. ugly. It was, and so it was unbecoming. Like, I don't know if I was like, if that is why I had my feelings about him. And I was like, I'm not feeling it. And now I've heard some of the songs independent of that controversy. And now I it kind of like brought me back to the album. But I'm feeling it. And it got me to thinking oh. about whether or not I actually like it. Yeah. Is it possible that all the hype around the release and him going to Madison Square Garden and playing it for everyone and the fashion shows, mm. maybe that sullied it for you. And then now that he's kind of off to the side you're like okay i finally have the space to enjoy this and listen to what it actually is versus the hype and all the like grandstanding around it it could be that because i was like what is up with these hobo clothes and like you (laughs) 
and Madison Square Garden and the Kardashians and the ponytails. It was just too much for me. I was like, I cannot enjoy the music. And so maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're onto something. Or maybe the culture was like, Pablo's good. And you're like, is it? And I know like, it is. So now I don't know if it's... So listen. So I will say that... <laughs> <laughs> So I started doing a little research because I wondered if I'm like, if I was sort of like brainwashed into liking yeah. it. Or you, you got to thinking. I got to, quote, to thinking. quote Carrie Bradshaw. I got to thinking. I got to thinking. And I found like this article on MikeMusic.com titled, How the Music Industry is Brainwashing You into Liking Bad Pop Songs. Okay. Oh. Can I just call you out right now? I'm just going to. On this printout, there is a picture of a- <laughs> None other than. Mascara running Taylor Swift mm-hmm. crying in her music video blank space. Are they saying Taylor Swift is bad music? Yes, so they are. They're saying it's bad. Nowhere in this piece did they say that straight out. They're suggesting but it. But they are asking you to draw your own conclusion. It was heavily implied. By <laughs> I just photo. drew a conclusion that go Mike home. can go home. <laughs> I am not here for this, but go on. Are you not here for this? I'm here. No, I'm very much here for this. <laughs> NHF team. Have you checked out now? You've checked out. Are you still on this podcast? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking. Jamidra, please continue. continue. Elaborate. According to this piece, Nielsen is quoted as saying that 92% of Americans listen to the radio. I don't know. That's wrong. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound right. doesn't sound right. Oh, but... God, I wish it was considering that we work for a radio station. <laughs> they said that 92% of Americans listen to radio and they imply that the fact that you like the songs that you hear on the radio or that you think you like a song may have less to do with you actually liking it and more to do with radio Mm -hmm. and these production companies and these music industry insiders brainwashing you into thinking you like it. Wake up, sheeple. (laughs) Them paying radio stations to represent their artists. Like, Britney's Mm -hmm. making a comeback whether you like it or not. We're going to play Make Me, even though it's not the best song on the album. Mm -hmm. But the whole album's great. You should listen to it. It's like Smoke and Mirrors. It's perception versus reality. But we are going to make you like this music. So let me just go ahead and read a little excerpt for you. Research suggests that repeated exposure is a much more surefire way of getting the general public to like a song than writing one that suits their taste. Based on an fMRI study in 2011, we know that the emotional centers in your brain, including the reward center, are more active when people hear songs they've been played before. In fact, those brain (laughs) areas are more active even... When people hear unfamiliar songs that are far better for their musical tastes. So if you hear a song that you have heard before and you may not even realize you heard it before, maybe you were in the elevator, maybe you were at like, you know, Whole Foods and they were playing it. Right. And you hear it again and you're like, oh, I know this song. Your brain can associate that with I like this song. It just washed over you. It washed over you, particularly if you've heard that song and you were in a situation that has like positive associations. So if you were with right. your friends, yeah. you were laughing, you at were the joking, club. you were having fun, you were at the yeah. club, you heard the song, didn't realize you heard it, then you heard it on the radio and you were like, oh, I like this song. And all of a sudden you're like, mm-hmm. you didn't have to cut me off. And you're like, I don't even like this song. But like, I, like Life of Pablo, the same thing with Views. When I first heard Drake's Views, I didn't like it. And then yeah. like a couple months later now, I'm like, oh, I like this album. Mm-hmm. So do I really like but it? But maybe you're a grower like Carly. Yeah. I could, am I a grower or have I been like brainwashed into liking it? Mm-hmm. I will say that I pretended as a callow youth to like a lot of music that I actually didn't like just because a boy had given me a CD. Well, I just, I didn't really get garbage. And then Mm -hmm. a guy, a guy, a child, (laughs) a man boy, when I was about 14 or 15, gave me a garbage CD. And I was just like, oh, I adore garbage. I did not adore garbage. I injured my knee at a garbage concert. Oh, really? I mean, I know they're great now. Oh, I was there to see No Doubt. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, of course. 
<laughs> but of I, course you were. I jumped up and my kneecap like hit the front oh, um, gosh, so chair sorry. in front of me. Yes. And so it was just like very hurtful. And then I just like sat down for the rest of the show and was living my best life. Nothing was going to take me away from Gwen Stefani in that moment. Mm. Did you like the garbage music? Yeah. <laughs> I like that it's called the garbage music. <laughs> the garbage. When I'm referring to it, it's the Garbage is pretty good. Like, yeah, they have some, they have some yeah. bops, but I, I wouldn't say that I bought anything. Shirley Manson's yeah. a bit of a queen as well. She's kind of cool. Yeah, she is cool. Yeah. So for me, I have some things, even though I said before that I know what I like and I know what I don't like. Okay, yeah, so I mean, do you recall yeah. you saying that very uh, clearly, actually? I'm going to get in trouble for this. Because it's um, not kind words for one Queen Bee. Oh, okay. So listen, don't Young tweet me. Emmanuel, don't tweet think me. very carefully about what you're about <laughs> There's to There's a happy do. ending, though. So at first, 7-Eleven came out. Oh, And I was okay. like, I'm what I'm is you. this? I'm with you. You know when you pick up something with just two fingers and then you like go dump it? <laughs> like a wet like, rag in the sink. Ew. It's like moldy, mm, mildewy. Yeah. You're like, no. I was Smells. just like, what is this? You you get off of your amazing self-titled album, mm-hmm. which shocked everyone with how great it was and mm. and also everything else about it. Yeah. And this was not a continuation of that. No. I'll read you some lyrics. Okay. My hands up, my hands up, my hands up, my hands up. Flex it while my hands up, my hands up. My It goes on and on. Right? Don't you drop Her that hands are alcohol. Up. Don't you drop that alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. It's just very repetitive, and I was like, I'm not here for this. I don't like this. Emmanuel, repetition is education, all right? <laughs> so, <laughs> how, how else we are we going to learn? Yeah. Yeah. And then something happened. And I think it's what you were talking about earlier, where you were associating it with a previous memory where you were having fun. I remember being at a party or a club or something and it came on everyone was living for it Mm -hmm. and i was like all right let me turn up for this like this is happening now i like the song was it from that moment on yes dude so i have a story like that too so i don't know do you guys know who pretty ricky is uh, no. He's a DJ, isn't oh he? Oh my gosh! No, Pretty Ricky is? is a group in the early nineties. Oh. <laughs> it was a group a of guys, DJ, and they were sort of like, "Do you know B two K is?" Yes. Okay, so they were like B two K ish. They were only around for like a hot second. B two K. Oh, B two K is like they're basically like, going dig it. We're like get, just going down. <laughs> they're into like the they're like boy bands, like wannabe new edition types in okay. the early nineties. Who's new edition? Oh, here oh. We are. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like I'm, I'm messing with you. Okay, Backstreet Boys, but black. Okay. <laughs> Who are the Jackson Five? You know, I've got it now. (laughs) So, except they could all dance. So they had this song. I don't Shots. know. Could the Backstreet yeah. Boys dance? I don't know. That's and the sound Sync, of the void opening Sync, up. It's about to swallow. And Sync was better at the dancing, I will say. Backstreet Boys okay. had the vocals. Mm. Oh, so oh, slaughtering <laughs> sacred cows all over the shelf, aren't we? <laughs> so Pretty Ricky had this song. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was called like Five in the Morning, and I'm just gonna just take a listen. <laughs> so the song was awful so me and two of my best girlfriends went down to vegas and we were in this party that was so horrible there were cat daddies everywhere you guys know what cat daddies are cat daddy cat daddies are like older men who are like old sugar daddies but they're like you know they were <laughs> they were suits and they, they're like just imagine cat like daddies. imagine like old church pastors trying to get oh you. god they're, like, they're no. like sort of like old school sleek with the suits they're just like writing and like the, checks instead right, of giving right. you money <laughs> Right, so cat daddies were everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> Along with like, you know, this is when jerseys were a thing. So the, the guys were like all around with like jerseys and their arms out. And it was like, it You was are crazy. certainly painting a picture here. Yeah, so we were in Vegas. Seriously. We were at this club. It was horrible. We weren't having a good time. 
And then this horrible song comes on. And for some reason to this day, me and my girlfriends laugh about it. We just jumped up and started dancing and singing it. It was a moment. Mm-hmm. And since then, I hate love the song. What about you, Carly? You just you know what you like. You don't even. She's like, I know what I like immediately. I've got to that stage in life where I have started to like things that I never thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> For example, Bob Dylan. Wow. I'm getting pretty heavily into Bob Dylan. <laughs> You're just going for it. I have my plot picked out at the cemetery. <laughs> Commit. You have committed. He's, he's great, though. I have to say. Really great. Come on, guys. I don't I, I don't think I can name one Bob Dylan song. I don't know her either. That's fine. <laughs> Bobby Dylan. Do you like Billie Holiday? I love him. <laughs> yes. I threw it out. You punted it right back. Bloop. Any clueless related you thing. Got I, I got you. So uh, in closing, we're not really sure if you like what you like. I'm not really sure that I like what I like. Am I a Kanye fan? Well, yeah. probably, yes. I'm a Kanye mm. fan. Do I like Life of Pablo? God, don't get existential on us, Jimitra. I can't cope with it. It's deep. It is. It's very deep. It's too deep. I'm drowning. Cue like a soliloquy from Hamlet. It's like, to be (laughs) or not to be a Kanye fan? (laughs) That is the question. (laughs) Whether it is nobler in the eyes. That's all I know. Where's that voice from? It's wonderful. (laughs) Keep going. I'm actually impersonating a young boy from Harriet the Spy who is quoting that. Wow. Yes. (laughs) A quote of a quote. Yes. So do we like the things that we like? Who knows? Who knows? Is this real? Am I real? Are you real? Are we here right now? Tweet uh, us. Who's, who's <laughs> to say? At KQED Pop. So this week's Peak and Pit. Peak. Remember that Kate Bush concert tour that it was a first since 1979? You had to go to London. It was only a certain select number of dates. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us couldn't afford it or couldn't make it over there for whatever reason. Now they're releasing triple album. No, really? On November 25th. God, that's good news. And it's going to have 29 songs on it (gasps) from all of these dates. And now we can be enriched by what we didn't experience firsthand. Oh, my God. This woman's work is putting out CDs. This woman's work. Oh, don't, I'll cry. I'll cry. <laughs> you will. I so will, I. honestly, every time. Didn't you? Yeah, you came over to my cube the other day. And we I were said like, I just listened to this, this woman's, woman's work. This woman's work made me cry. And I thought wept. you meant something I had done. Like, <laughs> this woman? <laughs> this, this gal? Yeah. And the pit is. Apparently, Prince left a lot of people mourning when he passed. Mm. He did. Including two doves. Oh. I repeat, two doves, pet doves, called Majesty and Divinity. And they're crying. When doves cry. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. And they actually went into mourning when no. he passed and stopped singing. And Al Roker goes over there and it's like a whole story. <laughs> of course he does. These doves have even been credited as, quote, ambient singing in Prince's One Night Alone album. Oh. So they stopped singing. It was very upsetting for everyone, including the doves specifically. Mm-hmm. But these doves have started singing again because they started playing Prince's music and piping it into the house. And they think he's still alive and they're back on track and excited about life. And it's a pit because death sucks, but it's also a peak. Next time I'm feeling down, I'm going to try playing Prince and see if that brings me out also. Yeah. <laughs> if it works for the doves. <laughs> and if it works for Birdman. Since 
since I talked about all the songs that I've been brainwashed to like, I'm going to end with one that I've been obsessed with lately. Great. From Life of Pablo, Kanye's Father Stretch My Hands Part 1, which I think is original, but I don't know since he's updated the album so many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's just ride out on that. Beautiful morning, get a summer morning, babe. Nothing in the water. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. 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 Tell me who ain't here to relate.